Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast Feed, and this particular episode of the Four Center Podcast Feed is the Clone Wars Report. Love oh, I was so excited to hear uh, what kind of music Ken would have for us. Uh, we do this every episode where I say it's the Clone Wars Report, and then some music comes in. I expected something very, very beautiful, but I didn't know exactly yeah. what it would be. Yeah, that, that was beauty right there is what you got. That was pure beauty. 
That was some classic uh, cartoon man singing in the shower. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess I experienced that. I, love, I also love bits that are never intended, that maybe aren't great, but never stop. Oh, and yeah. I, you mean like the beginning of this podcast? Yeah. It's yeah. great. Yes, and all right, all right, I'll keep doing it. Uh, The beautiful love theme is, of course, entirely appropriate because that's what this episode of Clone Wars Report is about. Uh, Just in case anybody's listening to it for the very first time, we should say your names. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. That's right, I'm Ken Knapsack. And like we said, this is the Clone Wars Report, where we will be reporting on The Senate Spy. It is season two, episode four, written by Melinda Shu, directed by Stuart Lee. This is, uh, if, if you're listening and watching along with us, this is a stretch of Clone Wars where it's real important that we're watching it in the chronological order because we are bouncing around yeah. everywhere. Uh, and it is great to get back to this uh, one uh, standalone episode. Nothing in Star Wars really stands alone, but this is just one episode instead of a whole arc. Ken, do you feel ready for the summary of The Senate Spy? I absolutely not only am ready, I, I need it. Now explain what that means afterwards. <laughs> Espionage. The Jedi Council suspects that Senator Rush Clovis of the Banking Clan is in league with the Separatists. Desperate to expose this dangerous alliance, the Jedi turn to Obi-Wan to pressure Anakin to pressure Senator Amidala to make use of her past relationship with Clovis to get to the truth. Despite Anakin's multi-layered objections, Padme feels it is her duty to uncover the truth. So, Clovis, Padme, and Anakin venture to Cato Nimodia. Padme discovers a clandestine plot between Clovis, Nimodian Senator Lot Dodd, and Geonosian leader Poggle the Lesser to build a massive droid factory for their collective profit. But further financial entang- entanglements are revealed. The Nimodians wish to be free of their debt to the banking clan, so they take their turn at exploiting Clovis's feelings for Padme by poisoning her. But through Padme's bravery and determination, the plot is foiled. Anakin and Padme escape with the stolen plans of the droid factory and their relationship intact. For now, they race back to the Jedi and leave Clovis to his doom? Question mark. That's my summary, Ken. That, sir, was a spectacular summary. I think we should start transcribing these and putting these on a like a little book. <laughs> I even confused myself just a little bit with this one, but I think I made my point. No, really good, and, and and why I needed it to jump in real quick. I obviously watched the episode and, and, and took notes, but I took in, almost intentionally less notes. I want to f- almost feel this one out because I thought this is just not only a great episode, but just like perfect timing for just some of the conversations we've been having here or even some of the thoughts I've been having about Padme or Padme and Anakin and things were going on. This was a real great episode for that kind of stuff, And but I, I kind of so narrow focused on it. I was rewatching it today and going, yeah, there's some lot of good stuff too with Separatists the Clone War and and banking, all that kind of great stuff, the the intrigue. So you put it all into a beautiful bucket. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's what's great about this episode. And one of the things that I'm really excited to talk about uh, as we do our big watch of the Clone Wars is that there's this great uh, surface story that is all about Anakin and Padme's relationship, which we will discuss. But there's all of these gears grinding that is about the war, about the separatists, about the political realities of the uh, galaxy far, far away, and how much gets motivated by those, uh, frankly, strong political opinions uh, that are put in there. Mm-hmm. That and in this episode really has a lot of those. Well, in order to understand the actual plot, you can understand the relationship between Anakin and Padme by just kind of a a, a quick view, but everyone's motivation and and why are things happening? Like literally 
the mechanics of the plot are all driven by these gears of war and profit and greed. And that's uh, that's fascinating. So let's dive into our overall reactions. Did you love this episode, Ken? Did you like it? Did you struggle with it? Where are we at? Uh, I love this one. And, and it's funny. I always do this thing where like back then I maybe didn't. This one, I, I, I did like it then. I really liked it then. It definitely stood out. Uh, and I really I think I appreciate it. I use the word appreciate it even more, uh, especially when we talk about what the Clone Wars was able to do with the character of Padme and really just spend more time with her, number one. But two, also just uh, give her perspective a little bit more and and, and, and just played better in some areas uh and and so that was there I, I this is a relationship character study but this is also a spy thriller and uh, that's something we both enjoy in star wars too uh, and then the political stuff as well so i i had a lot of fun re-watching this because in doing this we are focusing on the episodes you know a lot of times i watch clone wars with a sandwich in one hand uh twitter in the other or something like that. <laughs> really fun and i think important for me as a Star Wars fan who wants to continue to grow and re-examine things to really look at these episodes. And this one had a lot. Yeah. And I think this is a really uh, interesting episode to examine for what's in it, but also just for the uh, uh, variety of style that's available in the Clone Wars uh, show that this is very light on action is we will get when, uh, when we get to our favorite action moments, that's going to be a short conversation. Yeah. (laughs) Because there is not a ton. uh, There's next to no action. This is all relationships and uh, political intrigue. Uh, and I really, really like this episode. I think I've always enjoyed it because of all the things that it has to say about Anakin and Padme's relationship, but I appreciated that. Uh, appreciated such a great word, Ken. Uh, I appreciate it even more on this watch because it shows Padme being vulnerable and human, uh, but resilient. We've been talking a lot lately, as you're inferring, uh, in referencing, about Padme often being a little bit of the moral or political compass of uh, of Star Wars and of the Clone Wars, and that often the things that she says is right. But this is an episode that shows that, yep, that's true, uh, but also she truly loves Anakin. She's truly human and, and vulnerable to making, you know, debatable choices or decisions or perspectives because emotions, like, like we all are. And to me, having her be often very very correct and everyone should just listen to her it's great to balance that out by showing her as human mm-hmm. uh and then we also like see the seeds of anakin's fall but he doesn't give in yet in very specific ways which is really interesting to me yeah. and then i just i love the political side of the war in seeing that big picture story that for the jedi fighting the political side of the war is way more difficult than even the physical battle <laughs> you know the physical battle is a problem but you know they're the jedi are not set up well to deal with manipulation intrigue moral compromises the relationship between the jedi and the senate and you know the uh, political truths of the galaxy and it's great to see them have to be stuck in that mire and the final like big picture thing that i really love about this is it is a political intrigue it is foreshadowing, you know, the tragedy of Anakin and Padme. So there are lots of like uh, dark shadows and there are lots of horrible things that are being uh, foreshadowed or horrible things that are literally being planned by the separatists or being done. But all of these horrible things in dark shadows are being done in beautiful, refined spaces because that's part of the point of this is that it is all of these proper people who are in the government who are respected in society who have a lot of money a lot of power 
who are causing the horror and the pain. And I love that contrast. It's dark shadows and horrible things in beautiful spaces. Beautiful spaces. Some great designs. Yes, indeed. But that's, uh, yeah, well said on that one for sure. Great way to dive into this. All right. In fact, let uh, let us continue with the diving in by talking about the moral, Ken. So the moral of this actual episode that flashes on our screen is a true heart should never be doubted. How did that one grab you? How did it affect you? I just simply said, Pad Bay Amidala, moral compass, end of conversation. No. Uh, um, and, and, and actually, there's a flip side. I added this one this morning when I, on my on rewatch. I said, with Lot Dodd, a false heart should never be trusted. Um, <laughs> but there's, uh, not, there's layers to that, even not, not layers that excuse uh, Nabodians or Trade Federation. But there's, as, as you said, the intrigue, the, the layers and the compromise on the political side are big. As far as the true heart one, I focus on it, especially when it's at the end of the episode. There's some great... When I say great, just some just important relationship stuff up, up top that we're going to dive into that some of it is um, headlines and posters of, hey, here's maybe not what to do. Uh, looking at you, Anakin, there's this kind of things and big themes. But I love at the end of the episode where she's just she kind of has right or wrong. If you want to, you know, hey, Padme, st- stand your ground or anything like that. At the end, she's kind of like, oh, sorry, Anakin, it made you made you doubt me. And I love that he's like, nah, 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 you, you didn't. You didn't. And it was a real sweet, tender moment. And I'm looking for those moments, right? Because they have they have a, they have a troublesome relationship at times. We know it's ill it's ill fated, and so you can sometimes see it through that light. But I love seeing the moments at the beginning and the end of the episode that are also just real. And there's sometimes fights, arguments, and mistakes made in relationships. And I just love that moment. And just um, for me, it was kind of like whose heart was uh, was the true one? Yes, her. A little bit of true heart, Anakin, in that moment for me is what I took away from it. Yeah, yeah, I think that is it's such a beautiful moment right at the end of the episode, and that's really what I thought of when I uh, when I watched the episode and saw this moral that a true heart should never be doubted. Sometimes these morals can be taken lots of different ways. Sometimes they are a little bit more kind of just life wisdom or coming of age advice for all of us. This one feels like it is pretty directly uh, about Padme <laughs> that um, that from that perspective that Anakin shouldn't doubt her. Uh, and that to me ties to Revenge of the Sith. There were some moments where he he should have, you mm-hmm. know, listened to Padme in terms of what Padme was literally saying and listened to her argument. But he should have trusted, you know, their connection, their bond, her perspective, um, her, her trusted her heart. Uh, and yeah. this is a great episode where Anakin is, you know, in danger of giving in to to fear uh, of loss and jealousy. And but he never should have doubted Padme and. Even at that end, it seems like Padme is doubting herself about what it cost to do this mission, like that that she caused Anakin this pain or probably, you know, pain for herself for having to do this not fun mission at all. Yeah. Um, so it, it is like a great uh, the true heart that should never be doubted is Padme's, it feels like. But mm-hmm. that seems like a lesson that Anakin accepts in this episode for a time <laughs> and then loses later in the story but it also seems like a lesson that Padme is learning about herself you know again yeah. it goes to me that this is an episode that reinforces that Padme is extremely strong extremely on the right path but the point of these stories is that heroes get challenged and this is an episode yeah. where Padme is challenged and even she Absolutely. needs to be reminded that her own true heart should not be doubted by herself yeah yeah there's definitely some um I don't want to say just Padme standing up for herself like this is the first time, or but but there's some big moments where she knows she knows herself, she knows what she deserves, 
it's that it's just I keep going back to just amazing relationship stuff. Uh, and I'm so happy to get it. But yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Anakin says some things that I will say, in my opinion, uh, as a person in a relationship, are simply things you shouldn't say. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll go on the record with that one. Uh, Let's dive into the big themes, the big ideas that are at stake in the episode. Certainly is the relationship between Anakin and Padme. But how did you kind of perceive that in terms of which ideas were in competition with one another? How did where did your mind go? Uh, Yeah, uh, that's a great way to say it in competition with one another. Um, There's um, uh, I'll break it down. even You know, love and being confused with control and attachment. Trust is a big one, obviously. Relationships, duty, uh, you know, love is the death of duty, the big old Game of Thrones quote that keeps popping up all the time. But also, you know, are they in competition or they can they be in concert with each other? Uh, and this idea, breaking it down to like like this could have been, this could have been a Thursday night NBC drama episode, right? With no <laughs> love, no nothing. Uh, what we bring into the relationships, what we and, and that doesn't necessarily just mean romantic, but what are, what is, what is uh, Rush Clovis bringing into his relationship with Lot Dodd here? And, and I was like, what, what do we bring into them that uh, maybe fuels our decisions, right or wrong? And then what we allow on the other side of it in relationships, what we allow to be done to those we, we love or to ourselves uh, are all kind of the big themes that are, that you say at stake and in competition. That's, that's big and small, all of it at stake. Yeah, it's a lot of great stuff, and and I think definitely I I feel like the the big picture thing there is in this episode for me is this idea your Game of Thrones quote, uh, doing your duty versus your personal feelings, and I love the way that you phrase that of uh, do they have to be in combat or can they be in concert? So I think that's a big one for me. But but the other thing that you said that I want to want to talk about, and we'll come back to um, duty versus uh, personal feelings you're describing what people bring into relationships and and i love that in this episode it is just kind of a reminder that even for massive galactic events that uh, affect everyone everything is sort of predicated on a personal relationship on intimacy trust uh, attachment everything in this happen episode happens uh, about intimacy and asking these questions of is intimacy a weakness a strength, which is a big Star Wars thing, is attachment a, a weakness or a strength? Uh, but this episode really adds the third option, or is it a tool for manipulation? Yeah. Which makes this episode just really dark, and it's just this chain of, there's a light touch to it, but the council really kind of starts by asking Obi-Wan to use his relationship with Anakin. Uh, Anakin is not going to answer anybody's summons to come to the Jedi Council when he's busy having his uh, you know, homecoming with Padme. There's that great line of Anakin. He says, if I keep delaying, Obi-Wan uh, will send a clone squad out to find me. That's really about a personal relationship. Yeah. And I believe that is predicated on Obi-Wan has sent a clone squad out to find Anakin before. <laughs> yeah. So you get like that layer of this ongoing uh, relationship and, and Obi-Wan being always there to be somebody who can put pressure on Anakin. And then, you know, the council being in this weird uh, place to put pressure on Anakin to use his relationship to Padme so that then Padme can use her relationship uh, to Clovis. And then it even takes this uh, next evolution uh, when the Nemodians have this financial relationship with Clovis that they don't want to have, where they, uh, they owe money to the banking clan and they want to continue with their 
plans to profit off the war without having to be under the banking clan's thumb financially or on the hook for it. And it also just seems like they just don't like Rush Clovis, which fair enough. <laughs> yeah, uh, and they don't want him around. So you're right. It is like it's a big financial relationship and it's a personal relationship with Clovis. And then in order to get out of that, they they also use Clovis's uh, relationship to further their scheme. And they have that great line from Lot Dodd of, I think Clovis would do anything to save her, meaning Padme, and only we would have the antidote. So the whole thing is all all, all sorts of intimate relationships, mm-hmm. almost all being used for manipulation mm-hmm. from the Jedi in the Republic. You can argue it is really unpleasant, but necessary to find out what's going on in the war uh, from the Nemodians and the Geonosians. It's, it's just pretty uh, greedy and, and cruel. But that makes that moment at the end that you were talking about of Anakin saying your mission was a success, but I made you doubt me. Never. Really beautiful because it is this moment of resolution in all this manipulation that these two uh, characters are able to say to one another, like despite all of the uh, kind of uh, ugly things we just did in in terms of uh, ideas of intimacy and trust, we we can re- reaffirm to one another that we we trust one another, mm. and that our our bond, our attachment is still, you know, pure. Pure. Not to be doubted. Um. Yeah. Sorry. I'm. I'm still. I'm. 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 I'm taking everything in. I love what you're saying here, and I'm also just amazed. Like this. This is a. Uh, we talked about animation on the main show this week. If y'all haven't listened to that, check that out on just the future and what they can do at Disney plus. And one of the things we talked about, it was like clone wars and rebels are on, we're on kids networks, quote unquote. It's amazing. We got some deep stuff on a 22 minute kids program and Star yeah. Wars. and looking at the Anakin stuff and hearing what you're talking about here. And, and this is coming out of the idea of what we bring into relationships. Like, uh, I don't know. It's pretty like this is I, I, I know some adults that I want to have sit down and watch this. this <laughs> well, it, it is. especially in, in the with, with Russian lot, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, we often I think to make uh, make it clear why we find these things valuable, sometimes talk about uh, real world stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it applies to many, many different uh, moments in people's lives. But like for me. I think of some of the sort of um, Hollywood stuff. And and again, that's because that's where we live and what we do. Not that it doesn't happen everywhere. But when I look at a a theme like this, I think about the really good advice that when you come to a a place like Hollywood, the truth is that a lot of success comes from relationships. Yeah. So you have to like carry that success and, and you often get advice of like network. And then you meet people who are like, I can tell that you are networking with me right now. Yes. That you are, you know, uh, it, it, you, you are, you are Clovis charming someone cause you have to, and I can feel the knife behind your back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then that doesn't mean that making connections and making friendships and the truth that success often comes from a re- relationships. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that isn't true. And when people do benefit is when they kind of, trust you know and and truly go out and make friends because they want to have friends and then what do you know out of the blue somebody gets a job and they need to hire somebody else and they hire you but it it 
you know, it can happen both ways. But yeah. I feel like this episode to me reminds me of like really, really, really just have the true re- relationships that you want to have because that's where things of actual value are going to come from. I think you're describing why I've never, why I never have tagged anyone on Twitter and said you want to come on a podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, that, and that depends. Is it sincere, right? I mean, right. Yes. No, you got, I mean, I, this could easily turn into a 45 to hour long podcast on networking versus relationships after, you know, uh, you and I have many experiences of what this is and you're so right. And I love to, I love that being tied in this episode. It's relationships and what that really means. Oh boy. Yeah. And but into your great phrasing of it, of what you bring into it, right? If it is like that, wow, that person who is, you know, really successful, it seems really cool. And I really legitimately like them and we legitimately have this in common and I would legitimately like to hang out with them or have them uh, on my, on my podcast as a guest Yeah, is all great because what you're bringing into it is true. If you're like, I don't really know anything about that person. I don't really care about this thing they want to talk to me about, but they have power and they might give me some. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then maybe that's not great what you're bringing into it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about this bigger picture uh, idea of doing your duty versus personal feelings, which I think is really the main thrust of this episode. What sort of uh, beats of duty versus personal feelings spoke to you? Um, I, I think it was the uh, moment, the argument, the big argument where, where Padme and, uh, and Anakin are in, are in the pod, which has its own kind of soundproofing, I read, because there was clearly someone at one point questioned while they're having a private conversation in the, ch- in the Senate chamber that people could maybe hear. Uh, and there's a nope. No, no, there's a sound shield over it. Um, look it up. It's it's fantastic. I love things like that. Uh <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's a moment of just like, um, and there's a lot with Anakin we'll probably get into, Just, but just like, uh, you know, I, I think there might have been part of Padme that would have said no to the task, no to the spine job, which is pretty important. Maybe you can see it as pretty important to the galaxy or the war or the effort or her efforts as a politician and, and, and finding the truth on things and all those kind of big things. I I, she, I could have seen her say, just sticking with no because... Uh, my husband doesn't want me to, uh, and I, I want to support that, but and go in that direction, you know. And it was a good moment. And then again, we're much to dive into on that just that scene, I know. But just on, I, 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 I that was to me of, uh, of, and where it ends up of again, can you do both? It didn't, it didn't end their relationship, or it shouldn't have, but it, it might have for Anakin. <laughs> That's part of the stupid stuff he was saying and doing to me. Um, and that's why it, 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 she wasn't like, all right, well, duty over you. It was, it was like, now I'm myself and this is what I bring and this is what I could do. And this is, and, and, and I need you to respect that. I need you to trust me and I need you to support me. All the things he wasn't doing in that, in that scene. Um, right. There's like, there's, there's interpersonal stuff going on there. There's anger, right? But Padme is not doing this because she's angry at Anakin. That is, that's part of what's going on because he is, you know, being a hypocrite and, and yeah. being super controlling by saying you can't do this. Um, but, and, and she is pushing back on that. But we also know from the character of Padme of like, well, yeah, that she would agree to do this regardless of anything. It doesn't have anything yeah. to do with Anakin. It is about the greater good. Yeah. The greater good, the purpose and, 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 and her purpose being just as important as his. And I love the, you know, you can read it as, you know, 
snarky banter, but it's not. It's when she throws it back in his face, literally what he said, you know, about duty and missions and all those kind of things. Um, yeah, great mirror reflecting back on Anakin and, and hopefully, you know, you're rooting for him to learn those lessons. Again, we know, we know, we know where the story goes, but powerful scene. And, and uh, that's where I went to on that uh, conflict versus concert, our new episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I want to just kind of walk through these beats uh, in order because I think they're so rich. Um, and I think one of the things that makes this episode so powerful is it isn't just the conflict. We get to see the concert that you're talking about. I love that it starts with uh, this great scene of Anakin uh, returning from a long time leading the army. And we get to see Padme's worry, right? She's so happy that he came home. There's that tension where she's like, how did you actually get here? And he's like, oh, I, you know, I took this other thing because, you know, my military transport blew up and it's kind of played for comedy. But it's mm-hmm. this great reminder that Padme's been sitting there on beautiful, safe Coruscant. Mm-hmm. Well, Anakin is truly in deep danger. And then we get that great moment of Anakin calling uh, Padme's apartment home and uh, Padme is moved by it and just seeing, honestly, just like domesticity, right? Of just mm-hmm. like what... What what are we gonna have uh for for dinner and let's kick three PO out so we can canoodle, <laughs> yeah. you know? So it starts in this great place of concert and we get to actually see not only Padme's worry for him, uh, but their their true connection. Did you enjoy seeing that moment of actual connection? I really did. And and we can we can make some fun little jokes too, but it was we don't get a lot of you know Star Wars sex scenes, but it was like, yeah, they're in this moment. Three PO, get the hell out. <laughs> Uh-huh. And, and, and he's he's brought home sushi, uh, which I, I think as I was reading too, that tr- that's what is the translation in, in Arabesh on the box. So he brought home some sushi and, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, which is and she's going to make five blossom bread, five blossom bread. And she's dressed up and, you know, ready. I, I loved it. And we don't get those moments. We don't get to see them happy. And she isn't just like, oh, you think this is home? Just like she's this complete 360 degree person who wants that, who needs that kind of connection. And, and I think one of the larger themes I want to talk about is just how they don't, they're not allowed to uh, experience a lot of that. Uh, and, and, and so it was, it was a powerful moment. It was a fun moment and it was also real powerful and a great way to start to see how quickly that can devolve. And again, what you bring into, into the relationships can, can affect the steps forward. Yeah. Yeah. And just start with this peak of what, into what their life could be if it was in a different time, a different place, a different situation. Um, yeah. yeah. And then I love that this, this kind of uh, calm, this concert gets broken. Uh, Obi-Wan is looking for Anakin and Anakin says, don't take this personally. Duty comes first, especially in wartime. And then I think this is one of the most interesting beats for Padme. She does get a little hurt. She gets angry uh, because I think she's enjoying this, you know, kind of real relationship, but also this, they're, mm-hmm. they're pretending it's home and that he lives there. And, you know, the the uh, conflict of reality is outside the apartment door. And then by Anakin really forcefully saying, like, no, I got to go uh, back to the Jedi. Uh, duty comes first. I think, you know, it's hurtful for Padme because it's reality coming in. And mm-hmm. the reminder that Anakin is a Jedi. And I think she's hurt. She's uh, emotional about Anakin rushing off because she's human. He was away facing horrible danger. She, he just got home and she loves him and misses him. And I love, I love that we get to see Padme being a flawed, normal human who is in this complex relationship with someone she truly loves. And I feel like that's what she's mad about. 
or not even mad. She's just upset. She's hurt. She loves him and she misses him and he's yeah. off again and he doesn't seem to quite get it. Well, yeah, we could be relationship counselors with Padme. Joseph and I aren't qualified. We haven't uh, no uh, d- degrees hanging on our walls here. But yeah, you know, like she's you're right. She's not mad at him, the situation. But his take, his read is is to, uh, you know, take it as, as him. I, I, I do that a lot, too. I, I, I can sometimes be like, well, am I being attacked? No. And, and so a uh, very real moment. And I love Like you said, I love that uh, Padme in this moment is allowed to be all things. And that's important to me. Yeah, yeah. And then I think that uh, uh, respect for Padme being multifaceted does carry into that next scene that you're talking about, the the great uh, uh, Senate scene with the, uh, you know, uh, audio bubble, I guess. <laughs> uh, look it up. I do love that uh, that placement, that location. Um, and I think, you know, Padme does still get angry. Um, it, but I think, you know, she isn't Again, she's not angry for the reasons that maybe Anakin has fully seen that I think she is she's angry at his hypocrisy of saying, you know, becoming an agent of the Jedi is not a job for you. And she gets mad at him about you're always in danger. Uh, It's about his controlling nature. Uh, She throws that duty line back in his face. But don't take this personally. Duty comes first, uh, especially in wartime, which I don't think Padme is criticizing that line. I think she's trying to get Anakin to see his hypocrisy that they need to let one another be who they are which means that they both are people who rush into danger for the greater good and i think you know that's what she's really trying to get through to him even though she is angry uh and uh, you know it, it's totally in, in character this moment for padme that in this battle between uh, doing your duty versus personal feelings that everything just kind of flies out the window. She's still mad at Anakin for all these interpersonal things, but everything flies out the window when she realizes what is at stake. And she's like, of course I'll do this incredibly unpleasant job of basically flirting with a guy I don't like in order to find out if he is a spy for the Separatists, just in case that that's a huge, huge commitment to duty from uh, Padme. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, look, we're going to talk more about Anakin, but, uh, you know, I've got to go uh, flirt with my ex-boyfriend for the good of the galaxy. I understand that on the surface, not going to be easy to accept. I get that. <laughs> I get oh, that. no, 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 no. That is a, that's a pretty human uh, uh, understanding. Why it's such a great episode. Yeah, yeah. And I think for me, this is part of the reason I kind of want to walk through this in order is I think at that moment, then we see that Padme is, even though she's got all these understandable human emotions, she's doing what she always does is she is pushing past them and doing her duty to, to, do what she thinks is best for the greater good. And then the question really becomes, is it does many times in Star Wars, but particularly in this episode, can Anakin do the same thing? thing? Can Anakin put the mission over his feelings? Uh, We get that ominous line (laughs) uh, in the Jedi Council meeting about the plan where Anakin says, and I'll do whatever I have to to protect her. It's really powerful that he's standing there in the Jedi Council chamber, basically saying out loud what Mm -hmm. is going to ultimately cause him to... Uh, oh, yeah. to fall and, and and mace that's why i'm gonna cut your arm off uh mm-hmm. we don't nobody knows that then uh but you know it sounds like he's really like no i'm gonna go you've given me the assignment to protect her while she does this i'm gonna go do my duty but there's this great ominous his feelings are still involved um mm. and then i love that just as it as it devolves into this really uh complex uh plot machinations uh, about all of the separatists <laughs> who who has uh, debts out to who and all that and Padme gets poisoned and all that starts to unfurl I love that even as Padme is still 
lying to Clovis. She also tells him as she is collapsing from being poisoned that duty comes first no matter how we feel. Mm. <laughs> and that even within having to lie to Clovis, she is telling her personal truth. And yeah. for me, that the one moment of actual, what I would describe as action in this episode is like the key moment for this whole uh, theme and this whole idea. Because there's that moment where Anakin walks in, he's in the shadows, he sees Padme in Clovis's arms, um, yeah. and you you have to know that every part of him just wants to, you know, ignite that blade and just cut mm -hmm. Clovis's head off, right? Um, not healthy, but we know that's who Anakin is right now. Um, and Padme holds out that disc to him and drops it, which is such a moment of trust, because... If the question is, can Anakin put the mission over his feelings, Padme dropping that is basically being like, I trust you, Anakin. Please, please don't attack Clovis. Put the mission over your feelings. And when he force catches it and just walks away, it, that is Anakin making such a, a critical choice to respect Padme's perspective and do his duty. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Take this baton, please. It's 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 what's needed, yeah, yeah. And I just think it's structured really well to build to that specific moment where Anakin uh, needs to make that choice. And then I think at the end we get that great flip where Clovis, well, in my opinion, not a likable character, no. <laughs> uh, still chooses for himself. He chooses personal feelings over all of this uh, clandestine plotting that he risks his life and his profit, the mm -hmm. things that mean the most to him, uh, to save Padme even though he he knows at this point that she doesn't actually care about him. Uh, so yeah. I think that was a good, uh, you know, another perspective on this duty versus personal feelings uh, debate that's going on between Anakin and Padme. Um, so any other thoughts for you on that, on that theme or any of those scenes we've been discussing? Um, I, yeah, things I, I almost want to tie into to what I have this, this thought on kind of the, the larger picture, but yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, well, well said on that. And yeah, and, and, and I love uh, this thing. We, we mentioned it a lot, but that Padme to lay a connection of, of uh, good of the many over good of myself. And I, by the way, let's be honest, probably a lot of women listening going, yeah, yeah, sounds familiar. Uh, and and uh, it's, it's an important thing to, to focus on in Star Wars and what Padme does and what Leia does and the stalwarts of, of the story. I always, uh, you know, take uh, comfort in that why I love those characters so much. So yeah, Padme making those tough choices is important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, yes, uh, I definitely good to acknowledge that this is an episode uh, that is uh, going to draw some different uh, reactions <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, based, uh, you know, on life experiences. It's a really mm -hmm. great thing to underline. Um, yeah. How do you feel that this uh, this kind of idea of duty versus personal feelings, how do you feel like it actually resolves in this specific episode? I don't think it resolves. I, 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 I think, I, I think the, the, the duty wins out, but I, I believe in the end, they, uh, that choice Anakin makes, it's just, just a, a choice of trust, um, which is, is a choice of, of love over possession in this moment. Does he learn it overall? No, no, we know that. I think that kind of wins the day. And, and it's interesting you bring up the Rush Clovis one because, uh, he might have chosen heart or, or you know, for the, not for the better. There's a lot of things going on with him in the separatist, but you know what I mean? Like, so I don't know. I, I think it makes a statement on, on 
duty is not the not the not the death of love. Duty is not the end of relationships. Duty uh, can grow and flourish, and, and and all things can can be under one umbrella. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and I I do like that Clovis is you know portrayed as a human, not a great human in my yeah. opinion. That he cares about uh, profit, and he is uh, betraying uh, the republic. Uh, but he still he does still have this side. I mean, he he's he's being wormy about it. He's hoping he can save her life and still get the disc back, <laughs> which yeah. uh, Anakin is not going to let him do. Yeah. And Anakin even has the great snarky line of it's good to know you have a heart. Yeah. I think I really like the way this resolves and, and you're helping me see it better with uh, some of your great thoughts about that last exchange between Ad and Anakin uh, about in Padme about, but it made you doubt me never that it, it is a triumph of uh, the greater good in focusing on the duty. Padme is correct as always. Uh, she, her commitment to the big picture of, look, we're on a mission. We need to get this information. There's a droid factory. That's a huge danger. We need to get this information. I will do what I need to, to get that. But mm-hmm. that is accomplished through a lot of trust, which goes to intimacy and attachment being a strength. If Anakin and Padme didn't trust one another at the right moments, they couldn't have accomplished this even though it is also like a great success of staying on mission that Padme and Leia are so great at. Yeah. And it's a tiny, tiny peek for me, for me, I take it as a tiny, tiny peek into Padme's, you know, last words of there's still good in him. Right. You know, uh, I, I love putting some building blocks and foundations to that statement because that moment revenge of the Sith and her passing away can, you know, be, it can be a little flat or a week. I, I think we're, we're, we talked about that before and we'll talk about that again. But so I love building back from moments like that and going, here's why some, why she may have said that and why she may have felt that and why she may have thought that this is a little moment where Anakin may in the end have done something right. <laughs> right. Here are the moments where, where Anakin lived up to the, uh, the good person that Padme saw in him. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, the kind of reflection of bigger themes or ideas in Star Wars that you saw in this episode. What grabbed you for big picture stuff? It, it, for the big thing there, and there's, there's probably some stuff I'm, I'm not focusing on in terms of the politics and everything in the, in the state of the galaxy and the war and all that kind of stuff. Love to dive into that. But I, I went into larger story stuff of I call it Padme and Anakin and the trials of forbidden love. Uh, <laughs> and this idea, uh, the constraints that are around them, some realistic and, and necessary. Uh, hey, Anakin might lose his job. She might lose her job, which, by the way, I wonder why you want a uh, I know it's a very high up apartment, but that balcony has no, uh, you know, uh, you know, one, uh, you know the, anyone can fly by is what I'm you worried think about. that. Yeah, there must be some sort of a drone ordinance, right, where you are not allowed to just be some, you know, fly yeah. some drone up there and look into the senator's apartments to try to, you know, find out what's going on. Because it's one of my favorite things. I, I even went on Instagram a while last year and put out a picture of just Anakin sitting on there in Revenge of the Sith. I'm like, nice view. Because I just love that view. I love her apartment. She's got a great, 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 great dig, great digs. Anyways, um, I'm sidetracking myself. Um, <laughs> uh, those constraints don't allow them to fully flourish, therefore become com- comfortable in the relationship, which affects the healthy relationship um, because they both can't allow themselves this. And, I, and, and how that ties to the larger theme of, of Star Wars and maybe from its perspectives is the question of this big, big thing that even after Mandalorian season two or hot button topic to, you know, of, of attachment and, and love and sport and what, what is right and how did the Jedi get it wrong? What did the Jedi get right of it? How did that change over the years? And, 
And I, I break that all down, though, into these two important characters in Star Wars, uh, especially the prequels, but, but Vader and everything going forward. I'm just like, this is the very human side of the Padme thing and then the Leia thing. You, you I remember, highlighted very well for, for me in the Empire and in even Return of the Jedi. Of like, Leia, it doesn't necessarily, there's growth, yes, but, but it's like she's on this straight path, but it's what she can allow herself to feel with Han. Um, yeah. And, and and a lot of that stuff is is right or wrong, which she felt she can't do. And a lot of that, I look at Padme and 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 duty, and she's a queen so young, and the fate of her people are on her, and, and she's such a wonderful character. But that's why I love the moment. There's also a moment early in the Clone Wars you and I were talking about of just they they were play acting a little bit of a little bit of the old standard. We're at the house and you're cooking. I'm clean. It was it was I, I understood it was you know not not a perfect example, but there were it was just this fun little moment to see me going. What if they were just married on Naboo? Yeah, and and this was that, and so I, it's powerful to me because then because of what you take into the relationships, you can't grow from it. And I, personal experience, I've been in a long-term five-year, no one knew about a relationship because of some various constraints, and it failed. It failed because you couldn't work and correct anything. And Anakin's got some boop in his heart. <laughs> and love can easily be confused as possession, especially for men. And, and, and I really, that's why I like this episode, uh, written by a woman, but it's, I'm okay with it broadcasting to some of the men watching, to be blunt. Anakin does some, he's, there's some bad things, but it's small and it's tiny. And because there's some constraints on them that, that are, they maybe put there themselves or that the Jedi order or wasn't that, you know, I'm not blaming anybody. It's just an interesting character case study to me of, of not being allowed to um, work through things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, there was a lot. Ranty. It was ranty. I just, it, 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 it but that, that's where it, in Star Wars asks that a lot of attachment, you know, da, da, da. Yeah, no, I think it's great to reflect how the big picture ideas of Star Wars that, that you're saying they, they reflect out to sequel trilogy and Mandalorian and lots of Star Wars storytelling in this Anakin-Padme relationship. And there are big galactic consequences, but it's also stuff that is just, it's true of of life and relationships. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there is this thread of Anakin where he is controlling Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that's the, the idea that Shmi is trying to tell him right. when he leaves of like, you know, you can't stop the change from coming anymore. You can stop the suns from setting. And that dives right into Jedi philosophy of like, we want to, you know, remain, we want to keep the balance preserved. We want to intervene to help people, but we don't want to be too controlling. We don't want to run the government. It goes to why. Everything is very difficult for the Jedi during the Clone Wars because in order to find out what's going on, in order to search for that secret Sith, they have to be kind of suspicious and controlling. Um, and I, I love that all this is that is reflected in just a good example of poor behavior in a relationship yeah. that Anakin is being controlling. Anakin, it, you can see like, okay, of course all of us want to control uh, things when it's saving a loved one. Yeah. But he, when it, when it, you know, manifests in a relationship by him just saying, yeah, I know you've always been since you were incredibly young and the queen of an entire planet, you were willing to take risks for the greater good. But now I'm telling you not to like, yeah, yeah, that's, it's a great moment. It's a kind of a hard moment to watch because it's Anakin and, and, uh, you know, we want to like him in the Clone Wars in particular, but he's just wrong. He's just being controlling in a really ugly, uh, relatable real life way. 
Yeah, totally. Yeah, and and it starts on this small, small level of yeah, you know, he, you see his his mother died, and and then and he couldn't work through that. He couldn't he couldn't work through any of that, and so maybe I get Anakin might have an inkling of a oh, good spot, but it's so wrong, and it's so unhealthy, it's so uh, just straight up uh, uh, toxic in in a, in, a, in a healthy relationship, and and so it all kind of it, because the fall of Vader is pretty huge to Star Wars. <laughs> it is. It's pretty big. It's pretty yeah. big. Yeah. And he's, you know, you can quote Yoda, you know, fear leading to all sorts of problems and fear. And, and we can have these fun stuff. But it it this episode breaks all that down. That big Star Wars thing breaks it down into very tiny human uh, humanoid and uh, alien moments all through the galaxy. Um, you know what I mean? It breaks it down in a way that's just like it's it's shocking to me to see it like out there just out and about of like. Anakin isn't bad just because he had a red lightsaber and wanted power. Anakin failed along the way because for some very probably maybe correctable things, but he just didn't see it. And I don't know. I moved by it in a way as troublesome as it was to you know watch Anakin's argument. Yeah, no, it, it's it's troublesome. Um, and, and you know, it is. I think it's one of those things about that makes this episode so tragic is you see him trying to let go of control. And and do the mission that he came there to do to wait for Padme's call to take the disc, not to intervene, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what makes it tragic is that you get that sense that he, maybe he's listening, maybe he's learning, maybe he's thinking about what his mom told him, but not ultimately. Mm-hmm. Uh, so glad that you brought it up, that idea of control. Uh, we, we talk about the fear of loss a ton in Anakin's fall and in the story of Star Wars. It's why Yoda goes on the speech that you just talked about. A fear leads to anger. What I really loved about this episode highlighting the fear of loss is I think that's one of the great values of seeing their relationship and seeing Padme's uh, humanity mm-hmm. of we see that it's uncomfortable for Padme when Anakin is in danger. She is so elated to see him when he comes home from a long time from being in a war. She is you know, sad when he has to go rush off to do the next thing. Uh, but despite her being made uncomfortable by the fear of loss, she copes because she knows she has to, because it's hard. And right. it's such a great contrast for Anakin that he immediately turns around and goes, uh, yeah, but for me, fearing the loss of you, that's a deal breaker. Yeah. I know you were here on Coruscant worried about me for however long I was gone and you will be again because it's war and I'm a Jedi. Uh, but you know, it's a total deal breaker. Such a great solid, just contrast of, yep, it's not easy to fear losing a loved one, but you do have to find a way to cope. And that's another place where Padme gets to be a hero. Yeah. Yeah. Anakin. Yeah. Anakin. (laughs) We can only see that because we see that moment of her being human and being worried and upset. You know, and then we get to see her overcome it. Yeah, 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 and, 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 and great stuff. And I and thank you for letting me kind of just open forum, forming, forming, forming. You mean uh, that's not a word? <laughs> An open forum in my mind. Uh, I'm trying to create a new word I, because uh, then you you just see Anakin's life, and you see you know some of the the bad hands he was dealt, but um, he's not doesn't he just he's never he can't work through it he can't he can't grow and and it's important he needed god blessed they needed jedi counseling like <laughs> not your show well they needed your show but they needed some jedi they need actual jedi counseling yep yes absolutely um another big theme for me is this is uh 
a, a pretty obvious, straightforward one, but something I really like is what great setup this is for Revenge of the Sith that the Jedi have asked Anakin to use his personal relationships for uh, political pressure and espionage before. I mean, I think it works really well in the movie Revenge of the Sith, um, but it, it's great to see that it has happened before. Uh, so I, I really like that about this episode. Um, I have one other big picture idea that I wanted to talk about, but is there anything else for you? No, no, I, I went all in on the relationship drama this time around, but there's some good stuff, so hit me. Yeah, I just wanted to take a moment to just talk about the importance of the story of the war of mm-hmm. the Clone Wars. And it's in these, it's in the movies, but it's in the Clone Wars episodes a lot. And, you know, in some ways it's kind of running in the background because sometimes it's in the great newsreel announcements, but sometimes it's an episode like this where Anakin and Padme's relationship is what's front and center. But again, the actual mechanics of the plot, what happens and why, is all about the politics of the war. In this particular episode, it's just about greed. Um, Lucas has talked about greed a lot. Is That's a part of the dark side. It's not just fear of loss. It's that it, it's I want... I want more power. I want more control so I can stop bad things from happening. Like, okay, well, that's relatable. But then what the dark side continues is, but now I have some power. I want more. I want more. It's never enough. It's never enough. And that's such an important idea to, uh, I think, the philosophy of Star Wars. But it's not just about the Jedi and the dark side of the Force. You know, you can fall to the dark side of the Force with having no Force ability and no red lightsabers. And I think that's what this story about the politics the war is about that this is all about greed this is all about people who want more and they don't care who gets hurt because of it and that's a moral i think that a lot of us can just be like yeah of course we uh, sesame street taught me that i know that yeah Um, (laughs) but this is this is lucas's fundamental criticism of um having having a respectable face of an organization where the organization itself can be respected, but over time its values slip and these horrific acts can be committed by an institution that can't be questioned because what? We're the legitimate financial system of the government. What? We're the legitimate political system of the government. Look at the, our nice clothes and our nice food and our nice palaces. Nothing bad is happening here. Um, but this episode makes it really clear that some really bad things are happening, that uh, for the banking clan and the Nemodians in the Geonosians, there's no political ideology uh, of the Republic that they don't like. They're not concerned about flawed government. Uh, they just don't want to be held back. They just want to make profit. Uh, and the fact that they are you know, discussing it as profit is really, really explicit, right? That they're uh, this ex- uh, actual line from Clovis of, Clovis of this investment by the banking clan will create unimaginable new war profits, profits, the largest droid factory ever built. So there's that solid reminder that this is about profits for them. And then you take another step back and realize a lot of these people having this uh, clandestine discussion about profiting more off the war are actual senators. <laughs> uh, whether you want to focus on it or not, of course, is your choice. But, you know, this the senator... Um, Lot Dodd is named after actual human senators that you can Google that Lucas clearly had opinions about uh, to to have these these names. So uh, I like to highlight it partially because I think it is so important. It is the story of Star Wars. It is the danger of greed. It is the danger of the dark side that takes many forms. Uh, but also 
whether you choose to engage with it, uh, whether you feel comfortable about it or not, it's explicitly political. It's explicitly by the creator of this tied to the real world. doesn't mean you have to engage with it, but I think you have to acknowledge that it is there. I, I'm going to just give you a well said officially. I'll put that on your uh, resume. Yeah, no, and, and how it ties into this, this uh, you, t- you touched on, I'm just remixing a little bit what you said, but the greed, the power, unlimited power. You also made me think of Hondo. Doesn't he just, doesn't he say that in the, this, this, uh, this, uh, this uh, operation is no longer profitable? <laughs> yes, it's, a, it's said in a really, really funny way, but it's just like me stealing <laughs> these yeah. vital medical supplies that are your lifeblood is no longer profitable for me. Bye. But yeah, yeah, no, and that's and that's the true uh, mechanics of the war and how it's the, the cloak of the dark side and everything. But I love what you're saying because it t- talks about the idea of balance uh, and and how yes, life, uh, life and death and all those things in, in the Luke speech to Ray. But you you always say Joseph, like when the dark side or those who would um, you know or working with it and and they're not and I love that you said they're not all in black cloaks cloaks with red lightsabers. Look what's also going on with Anakin. The dark side takes on many forms, right? And it's about power, control, greed. Uh, Anakin's being a little greedy in his relationship here. And now to see it here in the politics, and, and that's at the core of what Star Wars is trying to tell you. Um, the pursuit of power never ends. Yeah, yeah. And you got heroes like uh, Padme and Bale who are trying to get through all that. They're trying to shut down some of the greed uh, across the whole story of uh of star wars of this era they're trying to shut down the greed they're trying to fix the republic fix the democracy and they're trying to come to the table with people like the mina bonteris who have mm-hmm. like legitimate actual grievances and then you have these layers of people taking advantage of those legitimate actual grievances you got these people taking advantage of it for profit and then you have uh you know palpatine uh and dooku on top of that taking advantage of it for just power and galactic mm-hmm. control which just makes this era uh, so rich and complicated. Mm, wonderfully deliciously. Wonderfully delicious. We are going to take a quick break and then we will be back to discuss some of the, well, the action moment <laughs> and then a bunch of other fun moments in this episode. We will be right back. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. <laughs> Hey, Four Center friends, make sure you're keeping up to date on all the great content from Jennifer Landa. Whether it's YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok, you whippersnappers, Four Center's own Jennifer Landa continues to bring you fun, informative, and insightful laughs and moments. Also, Jennifer brings her experience and perspective as a Star Wars-loving mother to her DIY projects, blogs, and more. So be sure to head on over to JennyLanda.com. That's J-E-N-I-L-A-N-D-A.com for articles like how to make your own Darth Maul sneakers or 10 unique Star Wars baby gift ideas. Follow Jen on Twitter and Instagram at JenniferLanda and on TikTok as JenniferLanda1138. And we are back to discuss some of the fun moments, some of the moments of whimsy, some of the kind of fun canon lore moments in Senate Spy episode of The Clone Wars. We usually start by talking about action moments. Ken, I perceive the Force catch of the stolen plans to be about the only moment that could be described as action? Uh, maybe uh, Padme succumbing to uh, poison is action? Did you, did you uh, perceive any other action moments in this episode? Uh, I, I said the antidote trade-off. <laughs> Oh, yeah, a blaster was pulled, right? blaster was pulled. This is officially, it's officially in the notes as an episode with no blasters being fired, no lightsabers ignited, or explosions even. We didn't even get ships exploding, no firefights. So, That's yes. in uh, Kristen Baver's write-up? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, absolutely. So it's official. No action. But really, some, you know, low-key stress action. So, yeah, I put that one, the antidote trade-off. Because you, you got to get the antidote, man, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, and, and Rush did uh, pull that little little blaster. Did, were you okay with that? Obviously, we've been talking about this episode for a while and really enjoying it. Are you okay with the just not yeah. having as much action? Yeah, well, I'll tell because I always watch the episode once through with no notes or anything, right? And then I'll start making notes or going through, and then I'll go to a Wikipedia page and click to those great articles that uh, Kristen Baver put up, and that I saw that and I went, oh yeah, 
So I didn't miss it because I didn't know it was gone. It was a sign yeah. Of yeah, I think it's 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 got great tension throughout, right? Um, it, it isn't just uh, an entire half hour of uh, Obi Wan talking to Dexter, which I know you and I would both watch. But this yeah. one, there isn't action, but it is that threat of it exploding at any moment, at any time. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, well, not a lot to discuss action wise, so we will mo- move on to favorite moments of comedy, whimsy, weirdness. Ken, what do you have there? I mean, let's go right to the, the main event. I, I'll take the first part. You could take the uh, second part. Uh, May stay in. Uh, they were good friends in Anakin. <laughs> I didn't know that. And then, of course, we cut to Obi-Wan Joseph. <laughs> big, big eyebrow moment from Kenobi. Yeah, that was, he was just, come on, Anakin. Yeah, that, that was so great. And it's such a funny moment and such a great reminder that uh, Kenobi is, aware on some level and the more we watch these episodes uh, and the more it builds that great woman in season seven where he says to Anakin like when Anakin's making a secret broadcast to Padme and trying to lie to him he's like I hope you at least said hello to Padme for me uh it it continues for me to feel like Obi-Wan is really aware of this relationship but not letting himself be as aware as he should be right Mm -hmm. that he's not letting himself look into it you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, it's not there. But it's a hilarious moment. Both uh, they were good friends. <laughs> There's a lot of little awkward moments like that uh, where they talk about relationships uh, with the Jedi. Uh, and it, uh, it, there's a part of me that's like, oh yeah, well, this is just trying to have a you know a gentle turn of phrase uh, yeah. because this is all ages. Um, but also, there's a part of me where it just feels like the Jedi are uncomfortable even talking about. Like oh, using yeah. the K word for kissing. <laughs> oh yeah, which is why you know Rail Avaros comes along and it's just like, yeah, man, we're uh, we're out there smooching. It was a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is an absolutely great one. Uh, what else you got? Uh, I do. I, I mentioned, but I do enjoy Anakin with takeout. It's just very normal. Oh yeah, you know, come on. I think tonight I may might be ordering Thai food. You know, it's that kind of day. Uh, I, I do. It's it's sitcommy, um, but also shows that Rush is just he's 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 creepy. Uh, but uh, Anakin flipping the ship to to kind of separate Rush and Padme is is uh, he's making some uh, incorrect moves there. I, I enjoyed that there. Not I'm not you know it's a little indicative of Anakin's uh, anger, but also just on the surface it worked for me. Yeah, yeah, no, I will. I will just preview. That's my only moment of, I would say, uh, dislike. It's, it's uh, obviously Rush is not great, but just it, it plays different. Just that that move in to kiss her, and uh, you know, it's just an uncomfortable beat. Uh, I mean, it's great that Anakin flipped it away, but in some ways, that moment feels like it's a moment about Anakin's jealousy, and and something even worse is going on with Clovis moving in on her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. I said, it's almost like Anakin. Like, yeah, okay, we'll allow that. <laughs> yeah, very good that he uh, that he flips uh, flips Clovis away. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my opinion, um, uh, th- there are a bunch of just little fun moments. I love the three PO saying uh, or Padme saying that will be all three PO in a way that really does communicate. Uh, my secret husband is home, and your services are not needed right now, three PO. Please put a sock on the door, 3PO. Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah. 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 And that to me is like, that's fun because that is like actual, like just healthy, you know, uh, intimacy between a married couple. Uh, Not that I think you have to be married to be intimate. Yes. Yes. Um, 
another line uh, I like is just, uh, I like uh, Rush Clovis saying, what a wonderful meal. My compliments to the droid. <laughs> it's just a weird, a weird beat, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the I like the the great delivery uh, from Padme and the great animation work on her face when she guesses that Padme is the passcode. Oh yeah, oh Rush, you just you, yeah, you just transparent. Yeah, it's I mean it's it's more Rush creepy. Rush is real creepy. Yeah. This is a, a creepy episode, uh, yeah. but yeah. just that like, is he that stupid and is he that infatuated? To me, is what comes across in her delivery. Love and possession often confuses the same. Yes. Uh, my last fun line that I liked is uh, 3PO saying, it seems no one wants my company tonight. Oh, <laughs> uh, I know. Poor 3PO. There's a great 3PO line that he was really thinking like, oh, well, maybe mm-hmm. Anakin and I will just chat all night. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's poor, poor 3PO doesn't get his quality time uh, with Anakin. Anything else uh, for you in terms of uh, moments of comedy or whimsy or weirdness? Yeah, weird. Well, whimsy and weirdness. Uh, uh, robot chairs. That The chairs kind of move. That they get the feet that move and everything. I oh, could, yeah. I could really use that. <laughs> After a good meal. <laughs> Chair. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, and then it's, it keeps with the kind of, I don't know, it's, uh, it's I'm saying weird. Um I couldn't help but notice that every service droid was just super sexualized uh, female looking droid. Uh, yeah, that is specifically the BD 3000 luxury droid. Yeah. yeah right. Um, it just like is constant. I couldn't escape it. And I'm like, uh, huh, I see. I got it. So yeah. Uh, weirdness, weirdness, not comedy weirdness. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's dive into some of those uh, canon uh, lore connections. In fact, let's talk about BD-3000 Luxury Droid. We see them uh, as servers uh, working at that high-scale Coruscant restaurant, uh, which looks beautiful, beautiful place to dine that Padme and and Clovis uh, have dinner at. And then, of course, we see them a ton as Lot Dodd servants. And they're, I mean, they're, they're, yes, they are uh, obviously... Uh, highly sexualized robots with uh, unmoving faces and yeah. nice little bobs <laughs> for robot haircuts. Uh, what obviously they they are you know can be a little uncomfortable. But what do you make of them serving Lot Dot that he's you know that they are his constant companions? What I make the serving Lot Dot that he, he's uh, I, you know I don't, I don't I don't like Lot Dot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I I came up with the same conclusion. So yeah, yeah, we're in sync. Shorten, shorten it there. Uh, what else did you uh, pick up on for uh, sort of canon lore connections that you enjoyed? I uh, just I love seeing um, the tiny things of just uh, so many sets and locations and other kind of prequel nons. Obviously, it's the Clone Wars. You're going to get that. But again, remember the time when this was out. It just really starts to help celebrate those movies. And you see things and it's familiar, whether it's going to Kate and Modi or just hearing it or just seeing the Trade Federation, not celebrating them, but seeing them. You know, it just it helped uh, during that time period where the prequels were in our rearview mirror. And George was like going, I'm not done with that. I'm not done with that era. And there's a lot of people who aren't going to be done with it either or going to rediscover it. I, I just can't escape that there. And include scenes, th- things like Anakin and a Naboo fighter pilot helmet again. Right. He's worn one yeah. before. Uh, you know, it's a similar design. So I like that, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, and, 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 if, uh, well, Poggle, Poggle the Lesser, just, I'm a big fan of Poggle. Yeah. Uh, just clicking away there. 
Yeah, not necessarily his actions, but I do like Poggle. And the final one for me is just uh, yeah, Padme and the Trade Federation, just kind of the ongoing battle. <laughs> She's a thorn in their side, and and a thorn in Palpatine's, uh, as we know. I just like that uh, it's constant. Yes, that the, they conveniently find yet another way to attempt to kill Padme and Padme's strength to be like, yeah, of course I would love to go to this planet uh, that is in this organization of the Trade Federation that still has representation in the Senate after they've yeah. tried to kill me multiple times. And sure, I will I will go there and I will uh, act nice uh, to his face in order to try to, uh, you know, accomplish the mission. It speaks to her strength. I love what you're saying about just the Clone Wars making you appreciate uh, the prequels more, the prequel era. And that was one of the things, you know, as I really got into the Clone Wars, it really did make me appreciate it even more. I had uh, always liked the prequels, even though I had criticisms. But this just seeing things like the Naboo security pilot uniform was just like made me appreciate it again aesthetically. Of like, that is a cool design. I like that. Um and seeing all of the great design of Coruscant, which I always enjoy, but seeing the, uh, you know, the great skyscape and the fancy restaurant and remembering like, oh, there's this cool sort of uh, space version of Art Deco. It's not just aesthetically pleasing. It has the point of this is high society. This is where, you know, of course, everything is proper. And but what's really going on underneath? So it made me appreciate like that's a part of the reason for the design of Coruscant being so fancy, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Uh, a couple other things that I enjoyed. Um, I, I like those little um, LEP servant droids, little rabbit droids, and it's great to see a bunch of them bouncing around. Yeah, uh, great to see Senator Lot Dodd. I really like that uh, R two offers Anakin a ration like Luke had on Dagobah. <laughs> yes, yes, it is a great little canon moment, but also just a great little uh, friendship moment of R two's. Like, aren't you hungry? <laughs> I keep treats inside me. <laughs> warm moist droid treats yes i mean i certainly can imagine uh that he picked him up uh it picked it up from a ration pack that they had along but it looks like he just like just in case i keep these inside <laughs> me like you know <laughs> uh, I, I got a mars bar in here too you know <laughs> love that um the other thing that i that this episode made me look up because i wanted to reconnect to it is there is a little bit of a reframing, in my opinion, in the great uh, novel Queen's Shadow of what the relationship between Padme and Clovis actually was, right? Mm. Um, because the Jedi talk around it of they were great friends, they had a close relationship, all those uh, things that the Jedi feel uncomfortable saying. Uh, and then what we learn in Queen's Shadow, I just wrote down the, the Wikipedia summary that I'll read real quick. Sure. Uh, Clovis and Amidala would develop the mid-rim cooperation motion in the aftermath of their mission, beginning new economic collaboration between mid-rim systems while providing aid for Brumlarch and authorizing defense spending to fight off pirates that were attacking Republic transports. So they had been working together uh, for, you know, a whole Padme thing, the greater good. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Wikipedia says, after the bill passed, Clovis celebrated with Amidala, even kissing her. Amidala was horrified, making it clear she was not interested in Clovis that way. Eventually, Amidala chose to end her relationship with him. So mm -hmm. I remember seeing this episode of Clone Wars and thinking, oh, they they dated. Yeah. And then it's reframed in Queen's Shadow to, no, Clovis is a not great guy who uh, who 
came onto her in an unwanted way. And Padme was like, okay, we're not even friends anymore. How do yeah. you feel about that? Uh, did you go through that same journey as me? And, and do you have any thoughts about it? I know. I'm glad you brought that up. But even though we've read Queen Shadow, that's that small details, not, uh, you know, it's a fresher, newer detail. It's not floating around my brain. Yeah. All jokes aside. Yeah. We, you know, that um, is uh, more in line with the Clovis we're seeing on screen. Um, and, uh, uh Again, in the hands of E.K. Johnston, we just get to just get more angles and perspectives on the Padme story, which makes me just value her takes even more. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on. I thought that was just really interesting because, you know, it, it's the sort of uh, from a certain point of view of it mm -hmm. feels like this episode was originally written with the perspective of maybe they dated. And I, I don't know uh ek johnston's uh motivations at all uh so i'm just uh, speculating but it feels almost a little bit like a padme fan watching that episode and going she would never like that guy <laughs> right 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 uh, so i'm gonna reframe this relationship so it still makes sense and and padme you know does not has not ever fallen for his bs this has yeah. always been a one-sided relationship where clovis thinks the romantic possibility is there yeah 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 i'll i'll, I'll stand behind that one yeah, whether or not that was the intention, like I said, I do not know, but uh, I find that really, really fascinating uh, that there's always different ways uh, to add more context to existing stories. Uh, anything else for you, Ian, canon, or lore? No, sir. All right, we are heading towards a wrap-up. Look at how much shorter the second half of our podcast is <laughs> when there aren't a ton of battle droids screaming yeah. why as they fall from a high place. Uh, was there anything that you disliked or questioned in this episode? Uh, no, other than yeah, you've already highlighted some of the stuff there, and uh, yeah, I, I'm behind you on that stuff too. Uh, I'm not saying that there can't be sexy service droids. I'm just saying it continued to pop up, and 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 that's not on the the writer at all. At all. Just like it's just like uh, okay, I see what it is. But um, no, all that uh, was good, and and anything that I disliked is it was character actions in this one, which is fun for me. I love kind of uh, looking into the motivations and the reasons behind it and, and taking even bad behaviors and going, that's why they're here to show you that they're bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the same thing. There is a lot in this episode that literally makes me uncomfortable, but I think a lot of it is, uh, is intended to. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and I think as you are so right to bring up, uh, I do acknowledge that you and I are talking about this episode from a very uh, specific perspective of our life experiences mm -hmm. and other people might have different uh, strong opinions based on their life experiences. Uh, and I can see that the things in this episode would uh, potentially make people, you know, dislike it or question it or have other insights. So uh, yeah. it's great uh, to acknowledge that. Is there anything in this episode that we have not talked about that you wanted to? Not really. The one note I put is, is the Padme-Anakin kind of relationship struggles are so good in this episode. And I know there's more coming in the Clone Wars, but I do want more uh, in, in the sense of I don't want to see them struggle and I don't want to be uncomfortable and everything, but I just, it made it very real, real realistic. And, and I, I agree and understand with a lot of stuff George felt he needed to do in Revenge of the Sith. I, I do enjoy that movie. Uh, the Padme stuff is, is, is absolutely less and it's, you don't get to get a lot from her point of view and, and, you know, I'm not saying I agree with that, but it's just like, that's the reality. So I, I, I'll say it again. We mentioned E.K. Johnson. I, I hope, and who knows, maybe they're working. I really want a third Padme book that goes up and maybe through Revenge of the Sith. I really want it. It would really, you're talking about being able to go back and add to stories and add new context and new perspectives and new things. It's not just fun. There's a lot of fun in those books of like, oh, that's what the Handmaiden was thinking. Or, oh, that's what that, 
there's also just like, can you let's let's explore this great character that maybe we didn't get a chance to explore as well. And this episode made me just think about that even more. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I really want that book. And I think there is a lot to it would be really great to explore a little more of the Anakin and Padme's relationship explicitly from Padme's perspective would be great. Yeah. Um, the uh, just two other things I wanted to touch on. One, there's that establishing shot of uh, Kira Nimodia, uh, where part of it is these little bridge cities uh, slung between like plateaus. Uh, that is just such a beautiful shot and such cool world building. I love that. Um and then I was going to bring up the Senate thing. I had not done the deep dive uh, that you had about whether or not people should be overheard or not. But mm. I love because there are other pods floating around in there. It looked yeah. like this is when the Senate is not in session. This is an understood thing that this is maybe a way to, to have a secret little follow up conversation. Mm. But I love just the visual that Anakin and Padme are having this secret conversation uh, in this darkened Senate chamber. They are talking about, you know, personal secrets and, you know, espionage with galactic consequences. So it's all of these secrets in a darkened chamber. And the Senate should be a place of open debate and clear communication. So it's yet another just visual way mm -hmm. to tell both the personal and the galactic story. And I just love it. Ah, that's great. Delicious. Who knew those Senate chamber pods could mean so much? <laughs> very meaningful pods mm -hmm. uh as we wrap up here we always like to talk figures if you could have an action figure or a toy of any character from this episode ken uh, who or what would you want look i'm just going right for it okay i apologize in advance joseph i want anakin and padme hot course at night's playset. all right <laughs> you oh, want the uh the sushi takeout nothing scandalous or salacious just the great design she's got a very nice dress on uh, and he's coming back, uh, you know, right, include 3PO, but have a door that you can lock him out of. <laughs> yeah, I want the like, yeah, the 3PO leaving action where he's like on a little tread and you can pull him just back out of the room. And look, I, I back when I was playing with my G.I. Joe figures in the 80s, I had a love triangle between Destro, Baroness and Zartan's sister, Zorana, was in it as well. And I, every day after school, I'd continue the story. So I'm OK with the play set that deals with some uh, real uh, romantic uh, moments and struggles. And I, I, I yeah. do this. Yeah. yeah, the play set of home. That sounds really nice. Uh, uh, I explicitly do not want an action figure of Rush Clovis. <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to go with an LEP servant droid. I like those little guys. They are little rabbit droids. They're just everywhere bopping along trying to do their job. Love it. I love I love a like a scale, like a life-size scale one with a work. Oh, yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. I would like an actual one. Oh, that would be great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I bet they can carry martinis. I know they can. I believe in them. All right. Uh, next up, we are heading into some great territory. We are going to season two, episode five, landing at Point Rain. Season two, episode six, Weapons Factory. Now, uh, you could make the argument that this uh, these next two episodes also lead into the two following episodes for a four-episode arc. Uh, but we want to break it up a little bit. I think those episodes are a little bit divided, even though it all kind of flows from the same events. So uh, next week, we're just going to talk about those first two episodes, Landing at Point Rain and Weapons Factory. Uh, Ken, what do you think the moral of this episode of our podcast should be? Uh, the moral should be uh, finish that sushi if you bring it home before you podcast. No, um, <laughs> we as, uh, as podcast co-hosts uh, broadcasting miles apart but on the same frequency, have to know each other's heart and trust it. 
<laughs> I love it. I trust your heart, Ken. <laughs> and I you, sir. So that is it from myself, from Ken, for all of those LEP servant droids. This has been the Clone Wars Report. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.